0: Hello, everyone. It's Matthew DeMello, your host of The Fiona Show, as well as this spinoff podcast, The Fiona Show, hot off the press. Here's where we get to the juicy side of transfer pricing, the news. That's right. Who's winning or losing in transfer pricing court battles? Who's stepping up to the tax treaty plate and who's enforcing new regulations? It's all fair game. And here it is coming to you hot off the press. feel like country by country reports are gaining on you? Well, there's a reason for that. They are. The OECD just published phase two of its annual report. The focus, the outreach of those CBC reports. Here's the gist. The number of jurisdictions embracing CBC reports is increasing. Yup, you heard right. More countries are requiring CBCs and worse, divulging the coveted information they contain for multinationals. This means three things. Scrutiny, more scrutiny, and ridiculous amounts of scrutiny as if tax authorities weren't big brother-esque enough already just to refresh your memory the cbc report is one of beps four minimum standards and it requires tax administrations to collect and exchange data as in multinationals revenue pre-tax profits and income taxes as freely as high school girls share secrets in a locker room this information free for all started in june 2018 and now it's openly traded among 2200 relationships The report drew a few other interesting conclusions, some were not so interesting, and we left those out, you're welcome. Of the 116 jurisdictions surveyed, at least 80 have legally embraced CBC reports for MNEs that have consolidated thresholds of 750 million euros. About 41 others are on their way. 67 jurisdictions have established competent authority agreements, and only 12 jurisdictions received action plans to make data more secure. You have to admit, That's kind of impressive. And if you're curious about the future of CBC reports, and I mean, who isn't, you'll be hearing more from the OECD on the subject by the end of next year. In fact, the group is already in the throes of assessing if CBC reports include the right information, if they should require more information, um, heck no. And if that 750 million euro consolidated threshold is, in fact, on the money. If you're still on the edge of your seat wondering which side will sway the judge in Glencore's high-profile and drawn-out transfer pricing case against the Australian tax office, you can finally relax. On September 3rd, the court sided with Glencore and dismissed three years' worth of tax bills totaling about 92 million Australian dollars, translation, 62 million U.S. dollars. Well, tough loss, mates. The dispute was about the same thing that every tax administration multinational seemed to be arguing about these days, the elusive arm's length The ATO determined that down under based Glencore subsidiary Cobar Management Proprietary Limited had undercharged Swiss based Glencore International AG by about two hundred and forty one million Australian dollars for copper concentrate mined in Aussie state, New South Wales. There are lots of details, of course, but we'll just cut to the chase. The ME Group had an intercompany price sharing agreement that determined the cost of the copper concentrate to be 23% of a copper reference price listed on the London Metal Exchange. A quote, quotational period optionality with back pricing, unquote, provision in the contract allowed Glencore International AG to select a price quote on different dates based on when the prices would be most advantageous. The ATO wanted to remove that provision. And use a fixed quotational period and a market based method to determine the arm's length range. The judge said no to that, stating contractual terms are common in arm's length transactions and altering contractual terms is inappropriate. Come on, ATO, you're better than that. So, what does Glencore's good news mean for other MNEs? Sorry, the verdict is still out on that one. Speaking of countries that are increasing their transfer pricing scrutiny efforts, Canada's multilateral instrument goes into effect on December 1st, 2019. It's no secret that the country has embraced the BEPS initiative, and now the MLI will revise 84 of the country's 93 tax treaties, many of which begin right away on January 1st, 2020. It won't affect the Great White North's treaties with the U.S., of course, We're still holdouts in the MLI. The MLI's major goal is to eliminate double taxation. The trick is to do that without creating opportunities for zero taxation. And walking that tightrope isn't such a bad way to kick off the new year. That just about wraps up the news for today, at least in the transfer pricing world. If you'd like to stay on top of more changes, updates, and happenings in this complicated cross-border landscape, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Spotify. You know what? You might as well subscribe to our anchor podcast, The Fiona Show, as well. I mean, you're there already. This podcast was hosted, edited, and engineered by yours truly, Matthew DeMello. Our executive producer, Marilyn Mitchum-Strom, writes our scripts. And that's all I got. Tune in next week and hear the transfer pricing scoop hot off the press.